All right. We had started off like this. We had what to. What song is this? Hallelujah. Yes. Rest in peace to. Sorry, guys, you won't be able to hear the music for right now. But we had to pay tribute to a legend in gospel music who recently passed away. Very sad news. Mm, I love this song. Uh, R.I.P. to Rance Allen. Yes. Bishop Rance Allen, man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't weep, but I. I definitely was sad. I definitely was sad. I was faded out nice. I don't know if I was sad. Just cuz like I was talking to you earlier before, like I don't really follow artists like that, but I know his impact on the gospel scene. Yeah. I know how um influential he's been. I know I know all of that stuff and a lot of people, a lot of people were like Damn, like we just lost a a giant. For the people that really love uh, what's it called traditional gospel music, that was a big that was a big hit. People that still love choirs and you know yes, all that type of stuff. The choirs, like the old school, early two thousand choirs, Pentecostal choirs. Yes, I still need seventy people in robes screaming at me. Right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I love I love all, all so many people sounding like one. Yes, though. absolutely. I love contemporary Christian music. Don't get me wrong. I, I love all of that. But you love the hill songs yo, and the listen. Man, I need some of that. But we're back for another week yeah. of the Kick Up Podcast. Woo-hoo. What episode yeah. is this? Is this episode what? Four? Four. Is Jesus. this episode four? Yeah. Wow. So that means it's officially been a month. <sighs> man. You guys you guys like us that much? You Apparently, like show that much. I, I guess. Okay, that's cool. Wow, it's cool. We have some you know, audience we have some members haters, that are but it's okay. But we were haters in here. We had a conversation that we had started. Wait, wait, we... shout, wait, wait! Shout out our student audience. Sorry, first. I'm so like, sorry. Your I'm so sorry. We got the prolific, the dynamic songwriter of of the kingdom. Oh, songwriter of songwriters! Come on, come on. Okay. We Don't pick him up too much. He's just an audience member. When he comes back as a guest, then we can give his old bio. Okay. Well, you know, it's just Arnold in here, you know. It's just Arnold. We also have my friend, my brother, my producer friend, J. Lou, and his lovely wife, K. Lou, are in the building as well. Yes. Kick it with us. But welcome, we were having welcome. a conversation before we get into the docket. We were having a conversation before I hit record about <sighs> you guys are uh, otherworldly enamored with uh, Krispy Kreme for some reason. And um, you guys were sitting in two-hour lines to get donuts during. So we were saying that Krispy Kreme is something <laughs> very um, overrated. But okay, it's not overrated. <laughs> it is not overrated at all. I saw everyone's face right now. It is that not. O- it is not overrated at all. Okay, <laughs> if it was, people wouldn't be sitting in lines for two hours. All right, you know what I'm saying? It's not. But there's something in that donut something in that ingredient i don't know what it is it's the covid vaccine it's very it gives you kind of like my i've never taken drugs uh-huh. but i feel like it gives <laughs> you that um so what they were kind of feeling if you were to take some kind of you drug say, you know you what i'm say, saying they said the same thing about mcdonald's fries they said that they sprinkle crack on the fries they, they do something <laughs> there's some ingredient that they do that just makes people want it like crave it 
And so, yeah, people have sat in lines in the height of COVID for two hours plus to get them a box of donuts. And, you know, the only city that this could possibly fly in is Brampton. Because I saw you guys. This was in Mississauga. Was it in Mississauga? Yes. I saw people. In, I saw the, the Brampton location. It was like wrapped there, around the there building. There is no Brampton location. There's no Brampton location? It's it's in Mississauga. This man does not even know his geography. There's no Brampton location? This man does not the know his geography. The entire time, I thought there was a Krispy Kreme in Brampton. Wow. Do you, you think Heartland is Brampton? That's that's a that's that's no no it's that's not, a it's, very it's, it's actually question. it's actually not a debate like Heartland is Mississauga like let's let's just get that correct there's no there's no debate I no, mean, no 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 there's no debate once you cross over gonna, the four oh seven right now about Heart <laughs> about Heartland <laughs> once you cross over so sorry for those that live in Mississauga and 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 Brampton area you guys know Heartland is Mississauga once you cross over the four oh one. 407, sorry, then you're into Brampton. There's even a welcome to Brampton side. I miss Brampton, man. Brampton's great. You know, come on. Brampton's great. This guy doesn't know his geography. I'm sorry. Okay, I've only been living in Mississauga for almost a year now. But you've been living in Brampton your whole life. Exactly. So you should know what's Brampton and what's not. I mean, I guess. I guess. I miss Brampton. I want to go back. Not really. But anyways, on my heart. Mm -hmm. Go. What's on if you want me to go first? Yeah, because I'm never prepared for never this prepared. segment. <laughs> but it's okay. So I was I was at work the other day and I was thinking about this and it made me very upset. Uh and I was like, you know what? Instead of making a status about it or tweeting about it, I'm gonna save it for the podcast. So this is what's on my heart this week. If you are in a bad mood, stay home. Stay don't don't come out the house. If you are are if you are in a bad mood, I don't care if you saw uh, an email that upset you or a phone call. Why would you leave your house, your space that, that, that you got upset in and then go to another space and then affect somebody else's mood because you're sour? I don't get that. Um, I don't understand that logic. No. So, so this is what I, so this is what I mean. Mm -hmm. So if, if I can understand if maybe like you're a busy person or like you, you came from somewhere and you got upset or like you're stressed out and you have a, a busy day and stuff like that. I can completely understand that. But you're in your house. You woke up out of your bed and something made you upset in your house. Okay. And you decided that before I leave, I'm not going to resolve what makes me upset so that I can go outside and pollute everybody else. Okay, but what if you had to leave your house regardless if you're... You can make a you can make not. a decision to you know what I'm no because gonna, what if you have to work I'm gonna put this aside. what if your children made you upset or your wife or your husband made you upset you didn't have the time to resolve the you issue you can in the control morning. that okay so but your argument was that you shouldn't leave your house if you're upset no absolutely not don't come to church don't come to work don't no you can come you can be upset and not affect other people most people most people that that come you can definitely upset. Because I feel like people just want just want you to ask, oh, okay, what's so wrong? What made you, why was this on your heart? Did somebody that was upset trouble you this week? I'm not going to say no names, but, you know, sometimes, you know, your 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 managers come to work and they just want to ruin everybody's day because their day is How bad. many managers do you have? I have a bunch. They're all white. 
but it's that's besides the point. Mind you don't have a job <laughs> next that's, week. That's besides that's besides Mind you don't point. have a job next week. But I but hey. that really ups- I'm just like why would you 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 have the power to control your day. <laughs> you have the power you have the power to change your mood and 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 be optimistic about your day. Why would you choose to leave this issue unresolved and then leave your house and then the entire time you're upset? Don't know. I and as a matter of fact, I'm gonna make you more upset if you come to church and you're upset and you just want everyone to ask why, what's wrong, what's going on, are you okay? So you want the person who is upset to stay by themselves in their house? No, and I'm wallow not, in their upset. No, not wallow, but like you can resolve what made you upset before but what you leave if your house. Part of resolving what made them upset is going out and talking to other people, talking to friends, venting, talking to a pastor, talking that's, to a, a that's what you have a, a therapist, a mentor. For. Not every, get off. Therapist. So what are friends for? What are pastors for? Friends, friends that have you no, have none that have no certificate. You have none of counseling that have no no. So you're saying so you're saying every time you get upset about something, you have, <laughs> you have to run to you have to run to therapist. That's why I got a therapist. I re- wait wait. So you're saying every single time you get upset about something, you have to run to therapist. No, I'm not you saying that. You can't resolve it on your own, or you can't resolve. You it can resolve it. You can. You a can resolve it on your own. With but a friend or I something? mean, no, but I'm saying, like, as an adult, you have enough control over yourself and over your emotions to be like, okay, I know this bothered me, but for the sake of my day and for the people that I'm going to be around with today, I'm going to put this aside or I'm going to resolve it before I go and integrate with everybody. Okay, but them putting it aside is still not them not leaving the house because they're upset. You can still leave your house if you're upset, but you have to be mature enough to manage your emotions. Just don't come to the to the function sour, man. Like I don't want you to see you come through the door and you're just you're just mad for no like we came to we can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It's not mad for no reason. And into his courts with praise obviously, and you're if, the only one sour. But obviously if the person is upset, there's a reason for the person being upset. I, you I, may not know the reason. And I understand that. But let's So you as a nice Christian boy, right? You see, you see the disrespect. You as a nice Christian boy, <laughs> if you see someone upset, why are you gonna screw up your face at them? Why are you not gonna go and console them and ask, Hey, what's wrong? How's your day? What happened? Is there something I can do for you? Because you're a grown person. I, I completely understand things happen, circumstances happen. Listen, my like, friend. That just annoys Is me. that Christ-like? And <laughs> that's what was on my heart. Is that Christ-like? That's what was on my heart. I didn't know that I was going to be interrogated. But I'm asking you. For being honest. But I'm just asking. I'm just, it's, just, it's introspection here. It's, it's, it's David. Just, it's conversation. It's David. I just want to know if that is Christ-like. If you see somebody upset, especially if somebody you know, right? You see. Hold on. If you see somebody that's upset, especially if it's somebody that you know, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, putting aside because you are selfish now, if you think about it, me, you are selfish because you don't want people <laughs> to be around you that are upset, right? So that's that's selfish. Why are you around me with your with your upset? You're I, not thinking about, hey, this person might have been going through something tough, something hard. Let me talk to them and see Wagwan. So now you're coming, you're approaching the situation through a, I mean, a selfish. I, I won't. I won't say that I angle, won't. I think. I mean, I get, I, and I completely understand that. I won't necessarily like, like, screw up my face right away. Obviously, if it's someone that I like, I care about, I'll be like, hey, like, are you okay? But like, if we're all coming, like, it's a baby shower, yo. Why are you upset? Maybe they had to what be there. What possible reason do you have to be angry at this event? You don't know what happened the moments before. 
I'm just like you don't know what happened in somebody's life the moments before. And you see, if we're that's gonna... why, and I told you before, mm-hmm. you have to show grace. I say grace. I, I don't show grace, but anyways. Wow. <laughs> What's on your heart? This wow. <laughs> okay. I hope you remember that uh, when I come for you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're gonna be like Crystal. Show grace. I mean, you've been coming for me this entire. It's four episodes, and you came for me every single episode, at least on something. On the episode? Yeah. I know it's called challenging. That's true. It's called debating. So, so what's on your heart this week? <laughs> so, on my heart is um. I just really realized that, yo, church hurt is real. Church hurt is real. And if people today. don't, I don't want to go get deep into it, but like I kind of last week off, off the, off the, what do you call it? The docket? No, not off the docket. Not when we weren't recording. Okay. Off rip? Yeah. What do they say? What's that? Off script, off record, off, off record. record. Yeah. There we go. I was ex- I was sharing, um, with you guys the experience that I just recently went through. Yeah, but yeah, you have a church beef. Okay, <laughs> it's not a beef. <laughs> it's, it's not a beef. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying how church hurt can be real, and if you're not like strong enough in your faith, I really, really, really understand why people stop coming to church. Like, I can't even, I can't even judge people anymore. What exactly is church hurt? How would you define that? I think church hurt is basically um, being hurt in church, especially if it's by leadership or if by someone that you thought, um, you know, was family in church and then they turn around and stabbed you in the back or didn't have your back on something or, or you know, gossip, slandering, mm-hmm. strife, all that stuff. And it's and it feels like it cuts even deeper when it's in church because in church you're expecting to come to have like a community. You're coming to be like vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. You're coming to um, pour out your soul and grow together with people, especially like with the church that I grew up in. Right. You know, all of us, and you know, Arnold can attest to that. All of us knew knew each other from when we were young, young, and we all grew up together. So. Mm. Um, any type of church hurt that you experience, it can really hurt because it's like these are your people. Right. These are your not only your fam, but these are your friends, you know? So I understand. Yeah, that. I understand if people stop coming to church because of of that. Like I get it, but like how it's like how do you I feel like that? but you said something really key, which I think is like the crux of why church hurt exists. It's because we have this expectation of Christians that you know like you said like you come to church and you expect to be in a space where you can be vulnerable where you can be open where you can experience love and kindness and generosity and all that stuff and for them to fall below that expectation is where yeah. is where church hurt stems from so i feel like i that, that's why i don't put too much like i don't hold people to a to a high to a high standard cuz i understand that even christians are people they're yeah. people at the end of the day they're human beings and some of them are stink. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Like, we've we've all been in church for the majority of our lives. I've grown up in church just like you. Yeah. And some of these some of these saved people are just people underneath. And they they all need grace. See, yeah. I'm administering grace now. 
I'm oh. sure. I'm sure. I'm being. I'm trying to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But they all. They all need grace because some of these people are just. You take off the the prayer cloth and the lap scarf and the the anointing oil, and they're just. <laughs> they need. They they just need. They need. They need a beating. That's all they need. But we're good. They need grace and a beating. And a beating. Listen. I know, but yeah, that's that's what's been on my heart is um. Yeah, I guess the moral of that is people need to be careful of how they treat others, so especially you- during this time. It's how they treat other, how they approach others, mm-hmm. how they handle situations, especially delicate situations. Th- people just need to be careful so and how be you, mindful. So how do you deal with that? Like, how do you, how do you or how do, would you recommend somebody deals with, with like church? Like, if they're hurt? on the receiving end? Yeah, like, how, like you receive or you're on the receiving end of some church hurt. How do you deal with that without, like, just, like, you know what, I'm not going – I'm not going back to church. I'm not on the church. and not cause Honestly, it's hard. And it's hard to say this is how you deal with it because everyone's at different levels in their walk, with mm-hmm. their faith. Um, and it depends on what it is that happened. Um, like I said, if you're strong enough or mature enough in your faith where you can, like, after prayer and, like, maybe counseling and speaking to some people, if you're able to separate the two and realize listen i'm not coming to church for people i'm coming mm-hmm. to church for the word yeah then you know eventually i don't know but like it's hard it's hard it's hard I i've known plenty of people plenty of people that stop going to church because of church hurt plenty it happens it happens but i mean as long as we, as long as we don't just like sweep it on the rug, we move on and we we, we heal from it because you need. If we're part, part uh, an earmark of Christianity is community. So eventually, you're going to need to find some some sort of environment where you can be amongst other people that are like minded and yeah. that are you know that are one with you and stuff like that. But I completely understand if you need to take time to heal and all that stuff. I completely understand that, but don't stay away from church forever. That's what I would recommend. Don't stay yeah, away. Yeah, so if somebody came to a baby shower and they just experienced church Because Mara so-and-so said that their skirt was too short. What are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do? I am weak right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, <sighs> what are you going to do? Well, first of all, I don't think a baby shower <laughs> is exactly the place to talk about church hurt at all. Because we're here for little little michael or the gender reveal or whatever it is <laughs> so maybe like when we get when i get my to-go plate on the way home in the car we can talk about to, it because you have to have the to-go plate however yeah we need the we need the meatballs in there <laughs> but however <laughs> however don't we're and not, the noodles we're here <laughs> listen the cantonese, the cantonese the chow, yo! <laughs> baby shower food top tier Top tier food. It's always meatballs, Cantonese, chow mein, lasagna. Have you been to a, a bad baby shower? Never. You've never been to a bad baby shower? I'm talking about food-wise? To be honest with you, I don't think I've been to a bad baby shower. I'm talking shower about food-wise. Yeah, food-wise. Yeah, no. The food is always lit. It's always slaps. It's always catered, and you always have a few different types of chickens. Especially if it's a Jamaican baby shower. You always have the barbecue chicken. Oh, yeah. Baked chicken. Then you have, like, curry gold. You have the rice. It's always in, Plain like rice. Rice and peas. It's always in, like, a rec center or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a gym, it's like a gym archdeacon or something like that. It's always in it's a always gym. It's always in, like, a gym or some type of, some type of empty center. room. 
some type of community center. And and if I'm coming to the baby shower, oh, I'm not I'm not helping you tear down chairs. I'm not Can folding we talk tables. About that? Listen, listen. If you're gonna have a baby shower <laughs> at a rec at a rec center, I'm coming. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna drop off the box of diapers. I'm gonna eat some food, play some games, and I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not helping you tear down nothing. Okay, that's not nothing. what I came to do. Oh my gosh! But it's always at, well, mind you, I've never been to. I can't think of going to another. I've never been to a gender reveal. I've but never I've been, been to, to baby another shower. like race or cultural uh -huh. baby shower, so yeah. I don't know if they do that at their baby showers. But yeah, it's always the. Can you help me set up and tear down? Can everybody take a chair? And yeah, it's always and some it's, guy standing in the middle of the room, like, "Excuse me, everyone." Always. We have five minutes to leave. Right. <laughs> You're gonna please ask. We're gonna everyone... please ask. Take it. <laughs> Everyone take a chair. <laughs> Hello, I. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, I. <laughs> we have to get out of the building oh, in 20 minutes. Oh. <laughs> it's so true. And that's why I thank God for the pandemic. But anyways. <sighs> wow. Anyways. Wow. I have a question for wow, you. How that went left. <laughs> we were... We were uh, we're uh, staying on the subject of faith for a bit. Mm -hmm. We 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 all know that um, the Halloween just passed. Yeah, you know, and uh, what I noticed is that Christendom is kind of divided when it concerns Halloween. Chris I saw it. Christendom. I saw it, Christendom. The the I won't say that. Well, a blanket statement would be the church, but I guess. Just Christians are kind of divided when it concerns um, Halloween. Halloween. And I saw a TikTok that uh, there was a woman and she was dressed up with like her, her baby daughter. And she was like, we're Christians, so we don't celebrate Halloween, but we do like to dress up and have fun. And a guy was like, well, that's Halloween. <laughs> there's there's literally nothing else to the holiday. There's, right. There's not people like people are acting like like they go downstairs in a basement and like right? like stand under a cauldron right? and celebrate with Halloween. The, with the with the hexes and Halloween the... is literally just dressing up and trick or treating. So, and I mean, we're not you're not going from door to door, but if you're dressing up your child and then sending them to church to get candy, is that not Halloween? So, <laughs> here's the thing with that. I think the reason why parents do that is because they kind of want to appease the children. Because the children are not at the age. And usually they do that with kids that are like, I don't know, 10, 12 and yeah, younger. They're not at the age where it's just like they can comprehend why Christians don't celebrate Halloween. All they know is that they want to dress up just like their friends at school are dressing up. And so they don't want to feel left out. They want to have fun. They want to be Batman. They want to be Superman. They want to be Princess Elsa or whatever. That's all they know yeah. that they want to do. Uh -huh. So as a parent, I can understand why it's just like, you know what? I don't want to have the argument and the fighting. Let me just let the kid dress up for this one day but she's not gonna go out or he's not gonna go out we're gonna send them to church where the church turned the whole place into you know a pet petting zoo or whatever hallelujah hallelujah night, night. okay so they're not <laughs> out in the streets they're still hearing a little bit of word but they're dressed up as superman you know it's they feel like it's 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 seemingly still innocent 
we dress up every Sunday for church anyways. Mm-hmm. That is your costume. Your three your your three piece <laughs> pinstripe suit that I bought for you from International Clothes. That is your costume. Okay, but can you sir. explain that to a four year old who's bawling down your ear saying, I Mommy, Daddy, I just wanna be Princess Elsa? I was probably grown up different. I was because you see now don't play that. I she she would even debate sending me to school on Halloween. There was even there was you talk about um, kids want to dress up as as Batman and Superman and 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 Ash from Pokemon and Autumn. T- My mom didn't let me watch those things, so I can't envy those things if I don't see them. So it's just like I I. I we, and I never been to a, I mean my Do you feel you were sheltered as a child? Yes. Absolutely. Did you ever did you ever um resent your mom at a point for not allowing to, you to do those things? Um for allowing me to 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 do stuff that other kids were doing? No. Uh, because I I don't think I had time to resent that stuff because I was busy doing other stuff. Like I was involved in church from like a very young age. My mom put me in cadets at one time. That went horrible. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was always doing I was always doing other stuff because you know the Jamaican parents believe that uh, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. So I was always mm-hmm. involved in something. So it's not like I was just sitting on my butt watching kids, you know, run outside and be like, "Oh, I want to do that." Like I was always involved. My my mind but was always specifically Halloween. No, no. I mean, okay. So you me never honest. never wanted to dress up on Halloween. No, I've never wanted to dress. I hated. That's the one aspect of Halloween that I that I hate dressing up. I don't like dressing up in costumes. Trick or treating? Yeah. I was cuz there would be one sometimes where my mom would work late and she would come home at like 10ish and stuff like that and she'd be like, "Okay, guys, make sure you don't leave this house until I come back." Mm-hmm. All the kids are out trick or treating, our doorbell is ringing off the hook and stuff like that. There's free candy to be had in the neighborhood. Like, the streets are filled, and we're stuck inside. So, of course, there's been some times where I'm with my siblings and be like, hey, guys, you know, mom won't really know if we just go to a couple a couple doors or something like that. But, you know, I've never really resented not, like, not celebrating Halloween. I, I think it's a lame holiday and stuff like that. Like, even the Halloween dance at school. But can you understand why some parents might not want to get into that argument maybe or that some debate. of these new age parents no even my mom who's from the old time religion <laughs> send me to sunday school every sunday but for listen. me to ask to be batman and not jesus but come on she's <laughs> failed as a parent okay but for me <laughs> for me before like before my mom um became born again like I, from what i remember mm-hmm. just she was Catholic for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So when we, she was Catholic, I remember seeing pictures like we would, she, we would dress up every Halloween. Right. And then when she became born again, and then we went started going to our church, realizing you know more about the sinisterness of Halloween. Then she was more adamantly against it. But me, I still wanted to dress up. I still wanted to dress up for a certain amount of time until I got old enough to realize, like, yeah, I can deep what actually Halloween is actually about. So me, myself, I don't want to because I understand for myself what Halloween is about. But, but when I was younger, I just wanted to dress up. Yeah, but, I, but that's why when you were younger, you were not the parent. 
So that's not on you to know what the real meaning behind Halloween is. It's on the responsibility of the parent to raise your child to know we don't celebrate. I don't care who's Batman. My mom always who's would Green say, Lantern. My mom would always say we don't celebrate Halloween. So we always went to Hallelujah Night at my church. I can't honestly. I don't even remember if I was dressing up once I started going to Hallelujah Night. I think she knit that in the butt. I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. I just remember though when I um when I got to like high school. I think it was like last year of high school mm-hmm. or first year of university. I remember that that's when I kind of wanted to get back into the dressing thing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I want to be like, you know, I want to be like the cute little, you know, kitty cat. The cute little kitty cat. Like, I wanted to go with my girls and like, this was Halloween parties and do. Because at that point, you didn't care. But at that point, your parents don't really have no reins on you anymore. They can just talk in your ear. But it's like, I'm a grown woman. I could do what I want. Those group Halloween costumes were terrible. I don't want to see four four sexy nurses ever again. Why? I don't. They're lame. Find something. If you're going to dress. I saw some really nice, like, like really cool Halloween costumes. But if you're going to put some thought into it, guys. So are you saying Christian parents that allow their children to dress up? Or Christians in general that dress up on Halloween are what? What's, what no, do you I'm not. I'm not labeling them as. I'm not labeling them as anything. But like, if we're going to be like, we're, we need to come to an agreement on something. Like, do we? Are we going to like bypass like what the real like gravity of this holiday is and let our kids participate, or are we going to be like, this is what it is. We don't agree with this, so our kids don't celebrate it. And I'm not going to. If my kid asks, if my kid asks me for Nikes, and I get them Skechers, I'm 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 not gonna do that to my kid and send them to a, a knockoff Halloween Hallelujah night when Halloween is going on. I don't think that's fair to them because their friends are at are are trick or treating and they're what in the sanctuary talking about what. What could you possibly? Yo, the Halloween. What is the lesson? What is the lesson that happens at Halloween? Halloween nights were lit, bro. What What were you taught at Halloween night? Because I've never been to one. We weren't taught. It was just another place for the kids to be to have fun. So they weren't teaching anything. They just set up the sanctuary as like literally a mini carnival. At my church, those are always the best. When always when they take the chairs out of the sanctuary, yes, and the kids take off their shoes, start running full speed for no reason. Yeah, so they had the face painting. I remember they had the bouncing castles or even thing. I remember when, like a couple of years they had. They even brought in animals, so there was a petting zoo inside the sanctuary. So like it was lit p- p- inside the sanctuary. A petting zoo, in, yes, in the holy it place. In, it was in the sanctuary. In the holy place where God resides. Yes, I remember. You see, all of them need to go on fasting, but. But you got to my future children. We will not be celebrating Halloween. You can wait a couple months until like what Remembrance Day is right there. Come on. Okay, so when your <coughs> child is four and bawling in your ears, I'm the parent. Go ball in your room. At four, they'll get over. They'll get at over. At four, <laughs> at three, and at four. If I will look right? into, I will look into. And if it's a little girl. I will. I mean, I I will love my I will love my daughter. Let's be realistic. I will love my child with all of my Let's heart. Let's be realistic. But I will look her in her big Daddy, beautiful please. brown eyes. I just want to say, be Moana. I will look her in her beautiful brown eyes and say, "My love, you don't need to be Moana. You know why? Because you're a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> 
you're fine. <laughs> the Christmas play is in a couple months. You'll be merry in that. You don't need to be Moana. You're fine. Next, <laughs> next on the docket. I, I, I would love to see you having that conversation with a We're three, not going. with a three-year-old that cannot comprehend. You can find, that. you can find some alternatives that has no correlation I would with love with Halloween. Like if love. It, if it's Halloween and all of your friends are going trick or treating. We're going to go to the pumpkin patch, or we'll go apple picking. Or they're still going like to want to dress up. Well, I'm the parent, so they're you're still, not dressing up. They're still going to want to dress up. I will buy you some nice, some nice sweater, some nice flannel, some nice fall gear that you can dress up in and go apple picking with us. But you're not going trick or treating because we don't. They're not asking to go trick or treating. They just want to dress up. They well, just want to be Princess either. Elsa. No. They want to be. They want to be their favorite superhero. You can be Princess Elsa on any other day other than October Why? 31st. Why? Why? Because that's that's Halloween. Why? That's Halloween. Literally, the day commemorates dressing up and candy. If I let you dress up on October thirty first, you are participating in Halloween. Why you? So you'll let them dress up on another day. What's the meaning behind them? You dress letting because them dress the up on day another day is Halloween. I'm not letting you dress up on Halloween. If so, you want to put No, on a, darling, you won't dress up on Halloween, but I'll let you dress up tomorrow, November because it's 1st. Not, because it's not Halloween. So they can dressing, dress up they dr- can dress up tomorrow, November 1st? Dressing up is dressing up is not Halloween. Like you can dress up in a costume at any time, but dressing up on October 31st is participating. So in you'll Halloween. let them do it the next day. I won't yeah, you can dress up as Princess Elsa whenever you want, other than this day. Okay, so when she comes and when somebody comes to you and like, oh, it's November first, first, why is why is she dressed up as Princess because Elsa? Because she's because I didn't want her to dress up yesterday, no. so she can do it today. No, because my daughter understands that we are Christians and we don't participate on Halloween festivities on Halloween. But because my girl is a princess, she can dress up as a princess any other day she wants. Other than October 31st, because her daddy said so. I mean, good luck with that conversation. It's okay. Good my, luck. My daughter will love me. It's fine. Good luck. So I had another question for Yo. you. Because, you know, we're, we're, well, you're the movie buff. But I enjoy um, movies and TV as well. And I had a, I had a question that has been just eating at me that I have Not to ask Not a movie you. buff. I'm a movie star. Get it correct. Okay, thanks. All right. No. Hey. 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 Honor to where honor is due. But my question. my smoothie. But my question is. I won't say is, the name of the brand because you're going to have to pay us one day. <laughs> Facts. But I had a question because I watched a lot of TV. You watched a lot of TV. And there's been a lot of shows that have come and gone that we've been like severely attached to. So I have to ask. Is there a, a TV character death that traumatized you? Like someone that got killed off of a show Mufasa. or a movie that just like tore you apart. Mufasa. Really? Hands down. Like to this day? There's no other death that Mufasa or um Yeah, Mufasa definitely because it traumatized me as a kid and even watching like the re the revived Lion King with Beyonce, mm-hmm. that whole scene still like it's just Ugh, it's too much. It's too much. Okay, but um, but a new one that's happened is um Avengers Endgame. Iron Man. When Iron Man died. <sighs> Listen, man, <laughs> Crystal. Yeah, that that was that was 
that one. My heart sank. Yeah, that. And I'm not even like too like I watched the movies. <laughs> Jay needs a moment. <laughs> Jay needs a moment. But I'm not too like I I watched all the movies, but I didn't necessarily like read the comics. But still, like I mean, everyone is attached to Iron Man. No matter yeah. no matter who's your favorite, everyone loves Iron Man. He's the centerpiece of the MCU. And so when he died, I did not expect that at all. No, I did not. And we're never gonna see him again. Yeah, like it was. It was hard. And just like I'm the okay. the way he died, it was it was rough. Yeah, it was it was heart wrenching. Um Spider Man was just kneeling over him. Like, I definitely shed it a tear. Mr. Stark <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Mr. Stark <laughs> Oh, it was it was terrible. It was it was hard. It was very rough and just seeing his dying face as a life is like Leaving his body. And his wife was right there. Miss Pepper Pot. I was not okay. <laughs> and his daughter, I love you 3000, just stake in the heart. But that's a good one. Though. Yeah, that one That one was hard. So I, have, so I have two as well. My first one is from my favorite cartoon of all time, um, Family Guy. I'm a Family Guy guy. What? Why that look? Why? I love Family Guy. <laughs> okay. I, feel like, I feel like there's only two two types of people on the planet there's simpsons people and family guy people no you can be definitely be both i'm, I'm really? both you're both yeah i love them both i particularly the people that i i know are either one or the other because okay. i feel like it's two types of humor but i love family guy and when they ki- when they killed brian i i was i was an emotional wreck when did they kill brian that there was an episode where stewie and brian are playing hockey there was an episode where Stewie um, uh, uh, and and Brian were playing hockey in the street, and mm. Stewie leaves, and a car is coming, and he is a drunk driver, and hits Brian, and he dies. He dies. It, they rush him to the hospital, and he dies. Did he just die in the episode, or he died for like the rest of? No, the- he died for. He was dead for a couple of episodes, but then they brought him back. Oh, okay. He like Stewie like times time travels and prevents the event from happening so that Brian like never dies. Oh, okay. But. I mean, I mean, Family Guy holds a special place in my heart, and it's a very long-running cartoon. And mm-hmm. for Brian to die, well, that was just um, that was that was hard for me. But the one that Is it, was it hard because you really thought they weren't gonna bring him back. Yeah, they they wrote they wrote the episodes really well because they replaced him with another dog. Mm. So you really get the the essence of like, oh, he's really like. He's not coming back, but then he time travels and brings him back, and like he's he's there now, so that's fine. But that was a really big shock because mm. he's like he him and Stewie hold the show together, so true. That was hard, but the one that took the cake for me, my favorite my favorite police show is Criminal Minds, and when Emily was held hostage with her son and got shot in the head by the the what's it called the guy I, the, that was taking them hostage and then the entire team runs into the house and i think it's the skinny guy what's his name again spencer mm. spencer tries to save tries to save her and he just breaks down crying i was like uh no not <laughs> emily man i don't i don't know that show not you don't know criminal minds i know this like i know it but i've never watched it really i don't like crime shows like that 
Not Law and Order. You don't like Law and Order? Mm-mm. I don't watch. You don't like Marvel. CSI? No. What? No, you guys don't like law- crime shows? I love crime shows. I don't like it. <sighs> that one took a toll. I mean, I was like, what, 13 years old watching Criminal Minds? I was watching adult TV. <laughs> I was watching Young and the Restless at like 14. What was I doing? <laughs> but I mean, that's a big show, though. But those were the deaths that like really took a toll on me. So. I just thought of another one. I mean, yeah, go ahead. the death happened in real life because this movie was a biopic. Mm-hmm. Essentially, but when um when Easy E died in Straight Outta Compton, yo, that was rough. Cause I'm like, damn, this happened in real life, but damn, by Bi- the way, that's are always hard. The way Jason played it, Jason Mitchell, mm-hmm. he first of all, they could not have picked anyone better to play Master- Easy E. Masterful acting. They could not have picked not a single better person to play that role. That's a great movie. He embodied Easy E to. T. T, absolutely. So, but yeah, when when he died and like he was in the hospital bed and he was just like, but I feel fine, doctor. And he's crying. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> Lord, why is this happening? Why? Uh, that was a hard. That was a de- that was a hard one. Man, yeah. I'm just waiting for the man. Biopics are actually my favorite kind of movies. I love. So I you're love. Excited biopics. for the Jennifer Hudson one coming out. A movie about her, or she's doing it no, on. She's she, doing um. Aretha Franklin. Yeah, Aretha. Yeah, Franklin. I saw it. I'm I'm excited to see that. I think she can play it really well. I mean, she can already sing. Her, and she's actually a really good actress. Yeah, she was great in Dreamgirls. She was really good in that. So I mean, I'm excited, but I need to see like a. I mean, we saw the well, uh, the last dance was a docu series, but I'm still waiting to see the. The, what's it called? The Michael Jackson biopic. I need a Michael Jackson biopic. Is it coming? Like, is it I don't confirmed? know. I don't know who could possibly play Michael Jackson. I have no clue. There, it's going to have to be somebody that nobody knows. And It the, can't be an already well-known actor. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, because, you, you know, we have the, the melanated Michael Jackson and then we have, you know, the pale Michael Jackson. It'll be very interesting to see who they choose to play both because you're going to need you're going to need both. Yeah, or if yeah. They do makeup or whatever, but I need a Michael Jackson biopic. It's coming, but they have to do it excellent, man. They have to do. They have to execute I'll riot that. If it's trash. I'll with riot. all type of excellent, excellency. We're gonna have to execute that properly. Oh yeah, because I mean, and I remember when I remember when he died, and it was when, I mean, he was about to do a tour in Europe, and I mean, he was doing. Yo, a press where run. were we even born? Yet? Yeah, what? <laughs> Michael Jackson died in like what 2012? Okay, just making sure. The disrespect. No, it was in 2012. I think it was like 2008 or something. It was 2009. 2009. It was 2009. But was I alive? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yes, I was alive. I know exactly where I okay, was. Okay, where were you? <laughs> I know exactly where I was. Yeah. I was upstairs in one of my childhood homes, and I was just minding my business, you know, being a kid. How old were you when that happened? Now in 2009, I'm bad at math, so I'm 23. 2009, 2020, it's 11 years. So that's, I was 12. Oh. That's where we go. There, there we go. So I was 12, and I was just upstairs minding my business, and all of a sudden, my mom starts screaming downstairs. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? I run downstairs, because, you know, man of the house, I got to protect my mom. And she's staring at the tv and i look at the tv and there's a helicopter view of his house 
saying that he what that he's passed away um from like an overdose or something like that and i mean at that point at 12 years old i was still being i guess groomed in terms of what music to listen to cuz you know yeah. like growing up in church and stuff like that so i wasn't choosing what music to listen to but once i grew once I, I mean, she started after that. She bought the This Is It DVD where it was all the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the tour and stuff like that. And I began to really like see the 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 scope of like his celebrity and his legacy and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, like he's a he's a big deal. And so I understand why that that death hit people so hard, and it still hits me because now I'm I'm more attached to him now. But yeah, at that time it didn't really hit no. you. I was 12. Yeah. Mm. And the only thing that I probably heard about My- Michael Jackson was the allegations about the kids and stuff like that, because that was all over the place. But in terms of like his music and like how like I didn't know like the world like loved this man, of course, and his music. I didn't know that at that age. Yeah, he was he was huge. I was working at that time, um, and then somebody came into my sh- shop that mm. I was working at, and she was bawling. She's like, oh my gosh, Michael Jackson died. <laughs> he died. Like, she was literally bawling. I'm just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh no, Michael's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Why? Why, Jesus? <laughs> like, okay. And then I was just like, and then I was like, oh my God, is this real? And then, you know, you're checking everything. And I think they had a TV at the beauty supply store I was working on at that time. So we turned it on and everyone's tuning in. And I was like, whoa, it was. It hit me like I was in a funk for a good two, three, four, like a good while. Yeah. But I remember I went on a huge binge of just like watching every oh, single yeah. Michael Jackson music video, listening to all his songs, yep. looking at all the BTS footage, looking at all his interviews he's ever done, yep. like dissecting everything about this man. And I remember I cried at some point. I was just like, oh, this is so sad. Like a legend, they're never gonna make another one like him, and they haven't. There has never been another Michael Jackson. But yeah, that 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 was hard. Now because we're talking about this, I want to do the one gotta go. Okay, not yet. So, Christian, <laughs> yo, next. Yes. We are right now currently in an election. We're in limbo right now, guys. It's neck and neck. It's not that much neck and neck. I mean, it was neck and neck last time I checked it. I haven't been too, like, too. Right it's now. 260, Biden has 264 electoral it's votes It's 264? Yeah, and it he needs 270 to win. Trump's at 214. Which which news outlet are you looking at? I'm looking at Apple News right now. It's on my phone. Okay, so 264 because CNN must be behind then. Because CNN shows CNN. 253 for Biden, 213 for Trump. But hey, I mean, wait, wait. Did Hillary get the electoral win the electoral vote last year, or no, did she, she win the won, popular she vote? She won the popular vote. Okay. You have to win the electoral vote in order to. Okay, so then it looks in. it from what it looks like Biden's gonna be the U.S. That's president. what it's looking like because you have to reach two seventy mm. in order to get it, and it's looking in favor of of Biden. But apparently, you know, um, Hillary last time. She got to, like, 230-something, I think, last time. I mean, Biden surpassed her now, but I think she got to, like, 230-something last time. Mm-hmm. She was in the lead, and then all of a sudden, boom, Trump just... So people went to bed thinking, like, okay, oh, Hillary yeah. Clinton's going to win. And then we all woke up to, like, Trump, what? What's going on? <laughs> what actually happened? <laughs> like, it was a big shock. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I don't know if that's going to happen in this case. I don't know how many more states they have left to count. Listen. But it's, it's Biden's pulling ahead more. Is this the most important election of, like, People electoral are history ever? saying it is the most important election just because of, like, the type of country America has become in the past four years. Um, like, people are tired of that trajectory. They can't. Like th- so many people are flipping people that usually vote Republican. Right. That whole the whole electoral college and the whole American politics world in general is super weird to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand how people can just be either I'm Republican and when they say they're Republican, like their whole life is Republican. They feel like some of them are take it to the extreme where it's like. I can't be friends with someone that's democratic. I can't be friends. I can't marry a democrat. Like I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people are just like listen, if there's going to be mayhem in the streets if Trump wins, there's going to be mayhem either way. I feel like there's going to be mayhem either way because if Biden wins, I feel Oh yeah, they're going to show out. Texas is red. People is going to riot. Yeah. Um Trump is I feel like Trump is not going to go out easy no he's gonna, gonna have put to up drag, a fight they're gonna have to drag him out of that office. yeah he's gonna be like doing all kind of you know um you know i want to recount i want this i want that i want to see this i want that he's gonna like apparently, he's gonna fight apparently he's sabotaging votes like as we speak he filed a lawsuit in michigan so that they he could postpone them counting the votes up really yeah like they're like people's people's ballots are getting rejected and like votes are getting thrown out and stuff like that it's a it's a lot right Trump now. is really trying to stay into power because he knows once he goes out of power they're like, gonna put him in jail he's gonna go to jail he's going to prison he's gonna go to jail but if, he can't afford to lose that's the thing he can't afford to lose but people are tired of him <laughs> I would love I mean we all know like the response if if Biden wins we kind of already have an idea of what the response will be from the Republicans. But do but you think these, these Sorry, Gen no worries these Gen Zs though if Trump wins these these Gen Zs are angry people like the, these kids you go on TikTok like they're they're bullying people like left right and center his it's, whole followers his whole um base yeah they are they are crazy. They just move, they move away. Like, even the footage that I saw the other day of them surrounding the the bus on the highway, the um, Biden campaign bus, Mm -hmm. Biden-Kamala campaign bus, they were literally, all of them surrounded the bus to, like, scare the campaign out of the city. Dummies. I'm just like, what is going on? I don't know. But then that leads to... Just like a, a conflict that I have, because if you're Republican, and I mean, this doesn't apply to us because we're under a different legislation in Canada. But if you're Republican, what does that automatically mean that you're racist? No. So, little Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was said in the news that um, Wheezy F. Baby um, has endorsed <laughs> President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he posted a tweet or something like that saying that he had a discussion with President Trump regarding some some plans. I think it's called a platinum plan or with something his like that. One blonde dread. <laughs> and um 
that's almost falling off. He has, he has a. <laughs> needs some shea moisture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> so he's, he's uh, expressed his solidarity with with Trump and the Trump campaign, and not too shortly after that, uh, his girlfriend, his model girlfriend, I forget her name, but her, his, his, she she's gorgeous. Him. Yeah, she dumped him. And she posted a a, uh, a a post that she deleted after that said, sometimes love just isn't enough. So I don't – do I believe that Lil Wayne is racist? No, I don't believe he's racist. But – I feel like Wayne supported Trump because he can't stand behind Biden's tax and law I, and that I he's feel, trying to bring in. And I feel like that's why most celebrities – well. It, celebrities that are republican i feel like they are republican for that reason it's to protect their wealth yeah because with biden's with biden's legislation they'll be taxed heavily mm-hmm. you know so that affects them but it's just like exactly so um but that leads to i mean you said that nothing could possibly i forget what wait you, so do you think um what wheezy is doing is selfish <sighs> And if it is selfish, is it wrong for him to be selfish? Um, I mean, I per I personally know black conservatives. Mm-hmm. I I agree that I have no problem with you being black and you being conservative. The history of the conservative party or the Republican Party isn't. I mean, you can investigate it how you want, but I mean, I I'm not one to necessarily debate or dispute people's political views. But as long as it's not like you're a hateful person like you can be you can be on the other side that's fine but just don't be like don't be a scum trump is trump is not a terrible person because he's republican trump is a terrible person because he's a terrible person yeah he's a pedophile he's a racist like he's all of that stuff so it's like he's orange he's very orange (laughs) so i mean you can and i feel like you know people kind of need to I guess broaden or, or diversify what I guess their their sphere of influence and get some people that disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Like there you can have healthy disagreement, so you can have a, a broader a broader view of how you see the world and stuff like that. So personally, I mean for for values reasons, I can understand why his girlfriend like was just like, no, nah, I can't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, can I? It's I don't think it's my place to say that Lil Wayne is selfish because. And but that's what I don't understand, like as how, I guess because in here in Canada we don't take our politics that deep, where it's just like I'm not gonna be with somebody just because they don't support the same party as I support. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm just like trying to understand, like why was it that her like why did she feel that she had to dump him? Um, is it because she Wayne actually supports Trump's sent? sentiments or is it because the fact that he's just supporting a republican candidate i feel like it's gotten to a point i feel like it's gotten to a point where it's like if you choose this side like you don't get to pick and choose like what what you stand with when you choose that side if you're choosing to stand with trump you acknowledge all of the things that he's done Mm -hmm. and you acknowledge all of the things that he is and you still stand with him Mm-hmm. I think that's primarily the reason. I mean, because I, I don't think mo- 
the amount of people or Gen Zs or black people that are as informed of as politics as we think, I don't think is is realistic. Right. I think people are just choosing the opposite side because they don't like him. And right. that's perfect. And I can understand that. But I think people need to take that into account that, okay, if you're going to choose that side, that stance, that's fine. But just remember, when you choose that side, you choose him. But there's also people that... And he's a, he's a terrible guy. There's also people that don't like him but choose him because or choose that party or him because of just some of his politics or some of his legislation that he's going to bring in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they may not like him. They may not like what he's going to, like he's said or whatever he's done, but like you said, they may they may not want to be tax high. Yeah. Or they may be pro-life or they may be pro-Israel because apparently Trump is pro-Israel. So... That might be the reason why they choose to vote him, but they still don't like him. So it's like it's kind of hard to be like, okay, so what was the reason she felt like she needed to dump Wayne? Was it because Wayne said, yeah, I agree with Trump? Or was it because because if Wayne is like, yo, I'm voting Trump because I want my taxes to be covered. Right. Is that like fair for his girlfriend to be like? Nah, but, like, but, but that's but therein is the hostility between the Democrats and the Republicans because it's like, I can say to you, the reason why I'm here is because of these things that are going to benefit me in terms of policy and foreign policy and all of that stuff. But you as a Democrat, you will only see, nah, you're standing with Trump. So I I have to distance myself from, like, he's put people in cages. He's ripped people from their homes. He's, you know, he, he, he put martial law in Minneapolis and stuff like that. So, no, I'm not standing with you because you're standing with a terrible person. That's how I see as someone that's opposite from you. But from you who's invested in the Republican Party and you know, okay, they plan to put in place this, 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 and this, and these will benefit me, that's your rationale. And I completely understand that. But I think that's why there's so, the hostility between the two. Because I'm looking at you and being like, you can, after all of the stuff that he's done, you can really take a picture with him and yeah. post it on Twitter and I think say that's that you the support issue. him. Yeah. I so, think that's the issue. Because if he just went to shut his mouth and just vote for Trump on the lows, like, no man said you had to go meet with him and declare no, all that. No, hook up or... on the guy and dap him up and all them. No. Yeah, like. That's fine. I mean, uh, yeah, like, will we, will, will we feel a way if you're, because you Voting records are public, yeah. so if I can search up your name and be like, "Oh, you voted for it in Canada." If you voted for Justin Trudeau, and I voted for um, the NDP, I I can see that publicly and I can feel a way about it. But for you to be, and that's why people got on John Gray when he went. All those pastors went to the White House mm. and prayed for the president, and he got so much flack for that. Right. So much flack for that. So it's just like. If you're going to do that, I completely understand, but you don't got to be flashy about it because now you're under fire and now you lost your girlfriend. Now you're alone. Because <laughs> you're, you're a Trump supporter. Now you're alone. So I'm pretty sure he's alone for other reasons. It might be that <laughs> one blonde dread. <laughs> right? I don't think so. It might be that one <laughs> Oh, man. And the fact that he favor, you know that critter from Men in Black? Oh my God, Crystal is mean. He does. That's Are you telling me? Mean. Yeah, you're telling me Lil Wayne does not favor that critter no. from Men in Black. He does not look like a monster. You do you know what that critter I'm talking about from Men in Black? That little brown critter yes. that looks like a little cockroach. 
Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Does, you're telling me. No, you're telling me Lil Wayne does not. No, he does not. Okay. We're gonna put some respect on on Lil Wayne. He does not look like that. All right. Even though he calls himself a Martian, he does not look like that. Okay. <laughs> so next, though, I want to talk. About, I told you guys that I would be that I research this in depth so I know what I'm talking about when I when I uh, when we bring this up and we're gonna bring it up to this week. So Diddy has endorsed he hasn't created a political party but he's endorsing an already existing all black political party Mm -hmm. um and the question was would this send us back into the days of segregation so basically this party has been going on for a while and he has publicly stated that he's going to support that party um before he had stated to black people that they should hold their vote hostage right um in effort to take control of their vote he then said in an in, in an interview charlemagne the god that that was irresponsible of him to say mm. because i mean their vote matters and any vote that is not for the opposite side is a vote for trump mm. so they need to make their vote their vote count however the question was, I mean, is would this set us back as as black people? Mm-hmm. And I don't think so. Why not? Because the KKK still exists. Okay. A part, a a party, an organization that is entirely in the sole interest of white people, mm-hmm. and it's it hasn't been. I mean, Trump hasn't, uh, what's it called? Denounced the KKK at all. They have a website that's public for everyone to see. And I mean, I don't I, I think it's only with black people now that anytime we try to create something for ourselves, they call us racist. Mm. And I don't think that's fair. I think we can have something that's exclusively for our kind, but we're not necessarily the reason. The reason why I don't think it's it's racist or it, it'll segregate us is because when segregation was happening, it was off of the basis of hatred for black people. White people were like, you're not allowed in here because you're black. That's not what the black party, that's not what this black party is doing. This black party is saying we're going to make a party for us and by us so that we can um, uh, up- uplift our people in a political sense, make our voice count where legislation and policy is concerned. We're not saying we hate. How would that people. look like? I mean, I, I guess we'd see a whole lot of black people in parliament if that were to, that were to which I'm not mad at. I'm I'm not mad at that, but I mean, how I would know what that would look like practically, I can't really say. But I don't think it's intrinsically racist. I don't think that they're making this party because they hate white people and they hate a white government and right. all that stuff. I don't think it's a radical a radical movement like that. I think it's just like we don't have a political party. We our voices are not heard when it when it concerns government policy and all that stuff. So what we're gonna do is we're going to make something for us by us and we're going to make our voice heard on the behalf of our people i don't think that's racist and i don't think that's segregated but even though it's not racist and segregate even though it's not racist in nature do you think it could still like if they have the agenda to get more black people in government so that way they can push more of the black agenda do you think that will then eventually just lead to segregation because now it's because the thing is a lot the the issue is right now that i that i'm seeing Mm -hmm. is white people are scared i shouldn't say i'm speaking in general i'm not talking about every single white person but white 
the whole notion of white supremacy and everything, white people in general that's been on top, that's been, that's been, mm-hmm. you know, the leaders. They don't want to relinquish that power. That's the thing. I they see that. that their power is being threatened. Of course. So now with the formation of this black party, even though um, the intention of it is not based off of a racist motive, mm-hmm. but do you still can you see how it could potentially end up segregating? I can understand it hurting white people's feelings, but that doesn't mean that it's that it in in nature that it's segregation because they were. But we're not talking about in nature because we know in nature it's not segregation. But we're talking about what it I can feel like. They, lead I feel to. like yeah, because they're aware that. An uprising like that. Well, I wouldn't even calling it call it an uprising. I feel like every time we try and do something, it's made to seem as if we're trying to overthrow the yeah. government. Like we're we want to we want to take over and we want to like this is ours now. Like that's not literally the black agenda. Is literally we want to be treated fairly, yeah. like like everybody else. Like we we don't want to be discriminated for the color of our skin. Yeah. That is the black agenda. Yeah. So we're not coming to be like this is a black country. This is a black government. Everything is black now. You're playing by black. Like, black, I don't think black. that, I don't even think that's it. I think it's just like our voices are not heard. And when you guys make policy and you pass laws and you pass bills, you're not thinking about us. Right. And the, the, the systems and things that are in place, they do more harm to our community than good. So what we're going to do is we're going to form a coalition, form a political party, where now, when we get in, when when we have a seat at the table, and when we get in your face, you can't ignore us. Do you think um, America's on the verge of another civil war? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I will be right in front of CNN, on my TV, watching it all go down. But It'll you, be, it's it, gonna be like the Walking will, Dead. It I'm will excited. impact us too, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the U.S. economy is the largest economy in the world, so whatever they do is gonna is gonna affect us. But I mean, this past year. The USA 2020 has been the greatest reality show of all time. The great, <laughs> the greatest piece of TV I've seen in a while. It's it's been entertaining for sure, especially mm-hmm. with like being on Twitter during these <laughs> debates, the VP and the presidential debates. Like that was some the best piece of Twitter action I've seen. Like those were some of the highlights of 2020. That debate, I didn't but, watch. I, go ahead, sorry. But I still think like. I don't want them to be in a civil war because that's going to just upset the whole the whole world in terms of cuz first of all US as a as a nation as a power as a power in the world is already like falling like it's plummeting. Yeah. So if US plummets that all that means is other nations aka you know China and other nations, Russia, are going to start rising up. Yep. And what is the world going to look like now with China or Russia being the head superpower? It's very scary. You know what I'm saying? It's very scary. So it's just like, yeah, as much as we might find Americans annoying with some of the stuff that they do, or we might think of them as a laughing stock, us as Canadians, it's, we need the we need America to stay strong. Well, of course, you know what I'm saying. I'm praying for I'm praying for America. I'm praying for the because I've got American friends, I've got family in the states and stuff like that. So I worry when things happen like this. But 
I mean, I take pride in the nation that I live in because now we're not the laughing stock of North America now. <laughs> because it used to be like, oh, you don't have Chick-fil-A. You don't, you don't have <laughs> you you don't have this. Yo, that. weren't they trying to come for us the other day because we didn't have um a bunch of stuff. Cash by. app. Yes. I don't need cash what? app. PayPal we have, is just we have fine. e-transfer. We have e-transfer. They don't have e-transfer, which is but I think crazy. It was always about oh, you don't have. I remember when we just got five guys and we thought we were like we're we're out of here. <laughs> we got five guys now. Oh, we're 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 great. But now it's just like I mean, I I just want to make a public statement before we move on. <laughs> um, I understand that you know the, a possibility of a civil war in the U.S. may occur, and I completely sympathize and I will uh, pray. And intercede for you, but I want to let you guys know there's no room in Canada. There's, there's no, room, there's but no room. there's room. But Maybe like in none of it or yeah, something like that. There's room like, in the territory. Yeah, go get an igloo up there's there. There's no room in Ontario. There, there's no room in Mississippi. Actually, let's be more specific. Toronto, there's no room in the, in the GTA. GTA. Toronto, Brampton, Mississauga. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Please. I'm so, I was in actually. Thunder Bay, you go. <laughs> I was in you a know? Discord server yesterday, <laughs> and one of the, my US uh, friends in there were like, uh, how much is rent in Toronto? I was like, it's eighteen hundred minimum, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. So just we're 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 praying for you. I mean, Saint Marie, you yeah. go. You know them places. Come on, like go to the islands. I I hear Saint Kitts is great. Yeah, like you know Norway a little bit Barry farther. Barry Sound, exactly. Whatever them places. Yeah, but the GTA is full of. We're fine. We're okay. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about one of these. Do you want to talk about number six or Montreal? I mean, Montreal's a real quick thing. I mean, if we're talking about... Oh, you, could, you guys, you Americans that want to come up here, you can go to Montreal and deal with Montreal. Oh, then we'll talk about it. Because Montreal is a, is a different kettle of fish altogether. They're just different. Personally, You know, I they're believe- like that co- that cousin that like comes to the family reunion that everyone's just like... Oh, uh, they're here. Uh, <laughs> You're American? Oh, no. Oh, eeks. <laughs> I mean, personally, and I'll run this by you. I personally Sorry. think that even though <laughs> even though Quebecans, if that's what they're called, um, Diet Paris, that's what I heard someone call it, uh, Quebec is Diet Paris or Boneless Paris. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, my grandparents, God rest their soul, they lived in Quebec for I mean when they when they move from England they moved to Quebec and they lived there their entire lives and Quebec is like the Texas of New of Canada like when did you when did you move to Canada three years ago two years ago oh so you're like fresh it's fresh super off the boat. racist in in Quebec it's yeah. it's fresh off the boat okay. It's super racist <laughs> in there. I originally, she took a boat across exactly. Lake Ontario. <laughs> exactly. So you sent this to me, and I found that this was very interesting because even when I was a kid going to Montreal in the summer and stuff like that, I would see this. Montreal is fining Itali- Itali- um, Italian bakeries with um, with fines. Language fines. Language fines because the, the title of their their store or certain names in their menu are not french enough yeah um and that makes no sense because they're italian establishments however the the i guess the the government in in quebec or montreal wants them to make their their phrases their italian phrases more french, french yeah 
So they're actually slapping fines. They're Heavy slapping fines. fines on these company on these com- companies. Yeah. On these businesses, small businesses for not being French enough. And they actually have like an actual coalition or whatever the heck it's called set up to monitor businesses to make sure that they're French enough. They have a French enough police. I can't remember what it's called. I was listening to the CB24 news. I can't remember what the coalition's called, but they literally have something that goes and monitors businesses to make sure they're French enough. I mean, I can under I I can understand to an extent because I feel like it's getting a little bit out of hand, but I can understand to an extent because I mean the the predominant I I believe the predominant language in Quebec is French. It I, is. I, it is. So I can understand that, but at the same time, I mean their 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 establishments are tailored to an Italian target market. So how will Italians know what they're selling if Italians can't read the sign for the Italian store? They don't business. They're <laughs> like you're setting up your Italian store in our French country. Or it might as, well, it might as well be. It in might as well French be. French province, so therefore you play by our rules. That's that's kind of like how they feel. Like you come to France, you come to I was gonna say France. You you come to Quebec, boneless France. You uh play by our rules, and our rules is you better speak French. Do we do that in Ontario? No. Do we? D- does Ottawa do that? Because Ottawa they no. they've got like that dual thing where it's French and English. Yeah, Ottawa is dual, but once you cross the border, like literally, it's English. You just need to cross that little bridge, off of you know I forgot what it's called, like Gatineau. Yeah, over Gatineau. Gatineau. Um, to <sighs> Gatineau, and it's literally like, yeah, hello? yeah. Hi, how are you? Bonjour. Bonjour. You um, mean bonjour? You know where you at? Legit, legit. You, you know where you at? <laughs> I literally, I literally drove one minute. Like, I ordered a bagel Yeah. O- over the bridge. Hi, can I have a bagel? Sure, no problem. <laughs> Drove one minute to Gatineau. Hi, bonjour. It's so cool to be, uh, to be. Hello. <laughs> bonjour, mademoiselle. Relax. <laughs> mademoiselle, bonjour. I'm just like, okay. This is so, yo. Quebec French is the most aggressive French I've ever heard. That's why all my friends say don't go to Montreal or Quebec. Like, don't go deep into the province unless you're with somebody yeah. that can speak it. Because you won't understand them. It's a different type and of And they just will not speak to you in English. Nope. They just will not. Nope. No. Hi. Um, I don't really understand. Huh? Too poly? say. Okay. You know what? I'll starve. It's all right. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Like, like it's no compa. Like, right? Like, come on, bro. You know I'm not from here. You know, and you and the thing is, you know exactly you what tell. I'm saying. You, you understand English exactly. perfectly. Exactly. You just want to be difficult. Guys are just stink. You just want to be <laughs> difficult. Guys are just stink. They're just, oh, uh, but. I, I don't even think we are strict on that even in, like, Ontario because you go into Malton and everything is illegible. I can't read anything in, in Malton. Malton. Yeah. What is You it? know Malton is like a little India. Is it? Yes. And that's no, like, that's no discrimination. <laughs> Isn't that Brampton? No, I, I mean, not as much as Malton, though. Is it? So no. there's two little Indias. Yeah, in basically. I, is Brampton really a little India? Yes. 
Is it especially really? especially certain parts of Brampton? Especially like downtown Brampton. Yeah. It is. We haven't had the in-depth Brampton conversation yet, but we'll save it for another episode because mm-hmm. we really don't have time for that. Because I, I defend Brampton with honor. With honor. But he does. Um, yeah. Montreal fix up. Mm-hmm. Let the Italian people have their Italian things. Preserve their heritage and all them things. Right. Leave them alone. Yes. So for our last fifteen minutes. Last question. Our last question. You want you want to tackle it, or we're gonna save it for the next episode because we got fifteen minutes left. Okay, save it for the next episode. Got you. So here on the Kick Up Podcast, we've got a little ending segment called "One Gotta Go," mm-hmm. and it's been last week we did a breakfast edition. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she doesn't like waffles. I love waffles. What what which one had to go for you? The waffles had to go because I was doing it based off like Eggo waffle box. Yo, the entire studio went tense, bro. Just go back. No, go back and listen to episode go three back and, listen, and yeah. listen to my explanation, and you will agree. Okay. I don't think you will. You will. You, you will actually agree. To it. Just go back and listen. You but will agree. She okay? sent me an interesting one a couple a couple days ago, and I was like, I have to. She said that this is easy for her, but I'm a. I have some things to say. So one's got to go. Icon edition. Music icon edition. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Drake. Michael Jackson. And Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. So off the off the board, who's staying for you first? Staying the one and only. The GOAT. You know, the man that lived two lives you know mm-hmm. he lived the life of the black man mm-hmm. he lived the life as a white man <laughs> you know what i'm saying he 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 did it all okay he did it all <laughs> why is carlos dying <laughs> like oh carlos is on the floor <laughs> like <laughs> oh, sorry, go. the legend himself you know what I'm saying? <gasps> the one that understood. Box, yeah. He understood the game. Do you understand? He knew about getting his masters before anybody else. Oh my God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like this man set people up for success. Mm-hmm. People looked at this man and they thought like, nah, this is just a child in a man's body. Mm. But if they really deep this man, mm. this man was a businessman. Mm. He was creative. Mm-hmm. He wrote all his songs. Mm-hmm. He produced all his Talk songs. Talk about it. He produced all his songs. Mm-hmm. He was the creative director for all his music videos. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Remember the time was crazy. I didn't reveal who I said. Oh, I was just guessing. Um <laughs> he he did everything that he was just he was just an amazing man. Oh. Amazing, amazing, amazing man. I wish I could have met him. Um but the one and only MJ, Michael Jackson, is the first to stay. The GOAT. The guy. I, GOAT. I mean, that's my first as well. So there's no debating that as as well. Michael Jackson is first off the board for me. Rock With You is my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. He's just made some really timeless music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's not going anywhere. His nope. music is not going anywhere. His legacy is not going anywhere. He's He's here to stay. Second for you. Second for me to stay is uh, this man is also um, okay. Well, I just Drake. Okay. I want my baby <laughs> to have your yeah, absolutely yo. 
Drake last name second. ever, first name greatest. Yeah, he just did. He's the greatest rapper, I feel, right now. That's the first um, statement. That's a fair statement. Of all time, I don't know if, if it's all time yet, but he's definitely making his way up to of all time status. Just because of everything that he's accomplished, everything that he's done for his city, um, everything that he's done business wise, mm-hmm. the impact that he's had, mm-hmm. his music, like the impact of his music, like everybody loves a Drake song. Yep. He can't miss. He cannot miss. He can't miss. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's second to stay. And he's second for me, which is why we come down to the, and I knew it was going to come down to the wire to this. <laughs> I really, and I prepared myself because I know Michael Jackson's not going anywhere. I know Drake is not going anywhere. So the last two for you and for me mm-hmm. is Beyonce and Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. So who is staying for you and consequently who has to go? This person has to go because, quite frankly, although they have made bangers, like serious, serious bangers, um, in comparison to the other person, for me, I can do without their bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't deny that they're talented, like singing, one of the best vocalists, um, dancing-wise, can perform everything mm-hmm. but i can do without this person if need be in comparison to the other person so for me chris brown has to go now i completely understand your sentiment i really do and before i say this because i know the hive is listening they are they're always listening <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're always listening the question was, one's got to go for me. And so when I thought about this, I had to consider, it, it, whoever leaves, will this disrupt my musical regimen that is already in place? Like what I already regularly listen to, what already formulates my musical taste. Will this be disrupted if this person's music never existed? And for this person, it really wouldn't. And that's why Beyonce has to go for You're me. sexist. I am not. <laughs> I <laughs> listen. I am not I am not debating that Beyonce is one of the greatest artists in music ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not debating that she has it her voice gives me chills. She has she has great songs. She has hits. However, I don't personally listen to Beyonce enough where the disappearance of her music would impact my regular music routine or how I approach music, it it just wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Okay. It just wouldn't matter to me. I'm not saying that Beyonce is it, that Chris Brown is superior to Beyonce. That's that would be blasphemous to say. Yeah. However, Chris Brown, see Breezy, has got some slappers, man. And she and he can outdance Beyonce on any day. So it's like, but Beyonce dances in heels. <sighs> Let's not forget she dances in heels. I understand. She dances while pregnant. <laughs> That's not fair. Chris Brown can't get pregnant. 
I'm sure he could put on some heels. That's not my problem. He can't get that's pregnant. Not, that's not my problem. Okay, so let's do this then. You've already made your decision. I made my decision. Both of these artists have had iconic Michael Jackson performances. Chris okay. Brown at the BET Awards. Okay. Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Sure. Which one are you taking? Only because I don't remember Chris Brown's you performance. Don't remember the moonwalk across that BET oh, stage? Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. he broke down singing Man in the Mirror and the entire world took him back. The entire world took him back. All he had to do was do a, one little kick and they're like, we love you again. It's fine. I know we 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 know what happened, but I would still we say still Beyonce. Love you. And I completely respect because that. Beyonce. If you think about the production that went into that performance, if you think of the high level choreography that went into that performance, Prince Brown, like you Prince could, Brown. <laughs> Chris Brown, Chris Brown, yes, he dancing or dancing like that already comes natural to him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he didn't have to put as much effort, as much choreography, I as much yeah. thought into that performance. As Beyonce. She can execute choreography really well, but if you're to put them toe-to-toe at a dance battle, she'd lose. Absolutely. But we've never seen Beyonce just freestyle dance, really. I don't think she can. Mm. I think maybe, I mean, of course, like, you know, she's been in the game for a long time and she's been dancing, so obviously she would have some moves in the tuck, but Chris Brown doing a front flip to the March Madness beat? You can outdance. Yeah, who can outdance each other? Sierra or Chris Brown? Chris Brown. Have you seen Sierra? Dance? Have you seen Breezy? Have you seen Sierra? Have you seen Breezy? No, but have you seen Sierra? Of course, I love Sierra. One Two Step was my song. I loved One Two Step. I loved Never Ever. I loved if uh, what's it called? Like a boy. Like a boy was great. That was a big yo. I have to play that for the outro. That was a big song. But personally, dance wise. Sierra's fantastic. Absolutely. I'm still taking Seabreeze. I'll put my money on Seabreezy anytime. Okay. The only person that I'd probably be nervous for is Omarion. Because Omari, Omarion's got moves. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got served? Classic. Chris Brown is good, but Chris Brown can go for me. But it's like, for me, the first al- Beyonce album that I listened to front to back was Black is King. That's how much I don't ingest, like, Beyonce music. Like, it's there. You can't ignore Beyonce, but it's just, like, she's just not enveloped in my musical routine enough for me to say that if she were to never exist, that there would be a gaping hole in my in my musical reality. And or you whatever. feel that would be the case of Beyonce, I mean, if Chris Brown never existed. Oh, yeah. My, like, I think Chris Brown in my childhood was probably the most listened artist of my childhood. Yeah. Like, every single, every single album. I can't. Is there a classic Beyonce album? Songs. But is there a classic Beyonce body of work? Is there a classic Chris Brown album? Yeah. Album? Yeah. What? Front to front to back. There is there is the one that um we just played it before the the one we're popping. But like I on. told you before, like I don't I don't ingest music by like artists. In terms of, oh, I'm going to listen to their whole album like that. That's yeah. not how I do it. So I couldn't even answer that question for you. But either way, Chris Brown can go. He's lovely. He's a lovely this one. young man. Classic. Yeah, he's a y- lovely young man. But um, 
Yeah, he had bangers on there, like Run It, Yo, Give Me That, all, all of them, all of them. Your man ain't me? But, um, yeah, I mean. What? Could you have the boldness to go up to a girl and be like, yo, I know you're with him, but he's not me. That's otherworldly. Chris Brown's staying for me. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is that it? That's it for me, yo. Listen, it's been a great week. This was a fantastic episode. Yeah, yo. This was a really good episode. And do you have any last words to say? Nah, man. Make sure you guys follow this election. Stay safe out there, especially if there's any American listeners. Um, Stay safe out there. Um, And, yeah, stay prayed up. Do all them things. We're praying for you, USA. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Well, you already know what this is. It's Kick Up Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.